Good morning, everyone. And I told the first service this too, but uh, it's great to see you. And I'm proud of all of you for swimming to your cars in order to get here or taking a boat to get here. So, and good morning to everyone uh, watching online as well. Wanted to let you know there's these uh, calendars that you can get uh, by the offering plates at the front or the back of the sanctuary. Uh, just as a lot of our information and our news that's coming up. Um, Wednesday nights, we have an awesome uh, youth and kids programs on Wednesday nights. And Pastor Stam's uh, greatest Bible study in the country also meets Wednesday nights. And, but we have Wednesday night meals, and they're great. You can RSVP for those. This Wednesday is barbecue dinner at 515. Uh, October the 3rd, it's one of my favorite things we do here at the church. October the 3rd, between the um, celebration worship service and the traditional service. So at 10 a.m. on October 3rd, we're going to have Blessing of the Animals out in the green space. And you can bring your animals to the church for a blessing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, And all animals are welcome to come, even snakes. If we have, maybe the Reverend Ken Casey will come and help for that. I don't know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) nobody wants to pray for snakes so maybe none will show up Um, the early learning center just got done having their sale this past weekend and it was awesome it was great and uh, everybody had a great time so and they made a lot of money to help uh, with the early learning center Um, next Sunday is our big celebration uh, September 26th we will be having one combined service at 10 a.m. So make sure you come at 10 a.m. next week. Don't show up at the wrong time. We're going to be celebrating 175 years, um, our anniversary. And De- Bishop Deborah Wallace Paget will be preaching uh, next Sunday. You can RSVP for that service uh, online uh, or on the, on the app. Uh, or just call the church office and let us know that you're going to be here. Um, And lastly, I wanted to let you know we're going to have a Trunk or Treat Fall Fest coming up soon. And let Catherine Barnes know if you want to help. We want lots of people helping and lots of uh, trunks decorated. It'll be a lot of fun. And uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship this morning. We pray right now that you will speak through this message and speak through the music, God. um, And help us to hear what it is we need to hear and help calm our hearts and our minds. Help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I think it's my turn now. I tried to get up a little bit earlier, and Andy had to shush me back down. Oh, boy. I'm glad to see you today. I'm glad, to, I'm glad you're worshiping with us today. If you're, if you're uh, worshiping with us online today, put where you are, because it's kind of fun. Uh, Sheila Freeman told me the other day we had people from eight different states that were worshiping with us online, and I think that's pretty cool. So uh, if, you're, if you're somewhere... If you're somewhere bright and sunny, it would kind of cheer us up because I got asked a little bit ago as a preacher, are you preaching on Noah today? And I thought, no, but it would be a good opportunity. I could have done that. Yeah. But I'm glad that you're with us. And I, I'm, it's an honor to be worshiping with you today. I'm looking forward to our 175th anniversary, aren't you, Pastor Andy? And remember that, that um, Bishop Deborah Wallace Padgett will be here and um, our District Superintendent Terry Bentley will be here, our, our two, you know, most immediate bosses besides God, you know. So I want you to practice something with me. Just, just practice. You don't have to say it out loud, but just practice this. Repeat after me. Uh, Pastor Sam and Pastor Andy are doing great. Don't ever move them. Practice that and have that ready to, to say to the bishop next week. Yeah, I appreciate that. We are uh, excited about a new, new sermon series that we have coming up in October and November. You'll be hearing more about that later. Um, we are thankful to you for supporting your church. I'm so thankful. I even sent out a, a little note with your, your statements re recently asking you to put your rally cap on and, and help us rally and make up a, a deficit in our budget. And many of you did, so many of you did, and I'm so grateful to you. So don't forget that none of the ministries that we can do, we can do without your help. And so keep giving. Give online, give by dropping in the plate. And we're thankful. Give us your prayer requests. We know that there's so much going on right now, we can hardly keep up with it. But give us your prayer requests. That helps a lot. If you write it down or if you send it to us, then we, we do pray for you. We really do. And send us, send us glory sightings. Send us uh, examples of how God is good and answers your prayers. And we, we're thankful for those too. Will you join me now as we go to the Lord in prayer? How good and how awesome it is to be able to worship with your people today, O oh Lord. How thankful we are for the blessings that you pour on us like the rain pours down from the sky. We get showers of blessings all the time. And sometimes, sometimes we just forget to say thank you. So we just stop right now and give credit where credit is due. Thank you, Lord, for everything beautiful, everything good, everything perfect, which comes from your hand. So God, we also turn to you uh, realizing that we are in need. We are in need not only of your blessings and you sustaining us and you giving us what we need for the journey, but we're in need of forgiveness because God, it, 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 if we're truthful, we, we know that we don't live up to the best that you have in mind for us. We know that we fail to 
to do what you want us to do and we do those things, Lord, that we wish we could take back. So God, forgive us. Heal those broken places in our lives, we pray, because we need you. And God, we have people on our hearts, even now, that are struggling, that have health issues. We have people on our hearts right now, Lord, that are struggling with grief. We have a world that is groaning in, in need of redemption, Lord. So pray, we pray that you would shed your grace and your healing upon us. And that you would show us how we can, can take that grace and that love wherever we go. That we can be a part of making things better instead of worse. God, we pray, as we talked about last week, for the unity of the church in the bond of peace. And we pray that you would teach us to pray the prayer you taught your disciples. When you said, our Father, who art in kingdom come that will be done on earth as it is in heaven give us this day daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation deliver us from evil for thine kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen i mean catherine's going to take our children to children's church i
how wonderful it is to, uh, to have the music that we have in this church is fabulous. I love it. Um, today we're continuing our, our sermon series on labor, and um, we talked last week about labor union, about working, laboring for the union of the body of Christ and the bond of peace in the spirit. Uh, today we're talking about labor pains, and the scripture is just one verse from Galatians chapter 4, verse 19, just one verse. My children, with whom I am again in labor until Christ is formed in you, word of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. I can't tell you, this is my favorite time of the year as a sports fan because, well, we just finished up. Uh, I love to watch good tennis. We just finished up with the U.S. Open. We have Friday night football, which is wonderful. Saturday, I just I just about got overloaded with 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 college football yesterday. It was wonderful. Uh, oh, by the way, Alabama fans. Uh, whatever you promised God at that goal line stand in the Florida game, you got to pay up today because I know you were praying. Um, but, uh, and I, I really, really like um, Monday night football is back. I was so excited this last Monday night to see the, and I can't make myself say this, Las Vegas Raiders play the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, it was, I, look, I didn't make it all the way to the end because it was a long game and it went, went into overtime and everything. But just Monday night football makes me so nostalgic. I think about Howard Cosell and all of that. I've just been watching it my whole life, it feels like. And it always, this time of the year, when Monday night football cranks back up, it takes me back to the most special Monday night football game I ever went to or ever watched. It was a Monday night, and Tammy and I were watching uh, the Monday night game between the Green Bay Packers, which is my favorite team, and the Minnesota Vikings, boo, because that's their big rival. And we were watching, as we always do, and the Packers were just out there laboring on the field, and they were not doing a very good job. And I was in my chair laboring, Y'all didn't know that I am an armchair coach because that is what I do and, and it's all I can do sometimes to stay in my chair. If I had a headset on, I would probably throw it down sometimes. I just, I just tell that TV what to do all the time and I'm the armchair coach. I was laboring. No one was listening to me. Nobody was listening to me and my advices and the plays I was calling. Tammy was laboring too. But it was a whole different kind of labor because she was nine months pregnant with our first child. And um, I didn't know what she was going through. She didn't say very much to me until finally during the game, she says, honey, it's time. And I said, you're right, it is time. It's time Brett Favre started throwing to his tight ends because his, his wide receivers are covered. And she said, no, 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 honey, it's time. And I thought, oh, no, let's just say two-minute warning took on a whole new meaning for, for me. And I don't know, I, I just, angels had to be watching over me driving to Huntsville Hospital that night because I, I probably broke some traffic laws, I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, but we were in labor, I say we were in labor, now, I know I'm standing on shaky ground because I know I'm a man and I know I don't know anything about labor pains. I'm not even going to pretend I do. But I was there and my job in the labor and delivery room was to be the labor coach. I already told you I'm an armchair coach when it comes to watching football. Now I was a labor coach. Brett Farf would not listen to me that night in my armchair coaching at all. And Tammy would not listen to me doing my labor coaching. See, we had been through classes. I thought I was qualified. We had been through the Lamaze classes, and we saw the films, and I heard the soothing voice of the, 
you know, nurse telling us all of these things. And so my job was to hold the hand and to do the, the breathing, you know, all the things that you're supposed to do. So I had a hold of Tammy's little hand and I was up there by her head in the, in the position, you know, assuming the position and everything was fine until it got to, the pain got really bad. And so I thought it's time for my coaching, right? It's time for my coaching debut. Okay, honey, let's do our breathing. And my sweet wife looked at me with a look in her eyes that I can't, to this day, I cannot describe to you something out of a Stephen King novel. And she said, don't you tell me to breathe. Yeah, it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. She about crushed my hand. Um, but the best thing of all of that, and I'm telling you, and they had a TV, by the way, in the labor and delivery room. We did get to finish watching the game. It was a little distraction from the labor pains. Um, best thing of all was that Emily Kate was born. Emily Kate came into this world through all of that pain and through all of that labor. And when we saw her, it's like we forgot about everything else. Um, so one of the things I want to tell you today is bringing kids into the world, bringing children into the world, is just worth all of the labor and all of the pain. Um, that's something I learned almost 23 years ago. And then the other thing I want to say is that the labor and the pain does not stop after the children come into the world. Any of you who have older children growing up, you know what I'm talking about. Talk to my mama. She still has pain over me. Um, these principles are true, not just in the physical world, bringing physical children into the world. It's also true of our spiritual children, the spiritual children that Paul was writing about when he wrote these letters to this letter to the churches in Galatia. Now, you may not know where Galatia is, but I want to tell you, I'm going to teach you where Galatia is. Galatia is in the area that is known today as Turkey. It's in southern Turkey. So I'm going to give you something that's going to help you to remember from now on where Galatia is when you read the book of Galatians. So I'm going to count to three, and I want everybody and you people that are worshiping online, I want you to do this too. I'm going to count to three, and I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, Southern Turkey. Okay, you ready? One, two, three. Southern Turkey. Now that was just supposed to be where you know where Galatia is, not for you to say that like you're calling somebody a name. Shame on you if you did that. They're not a southern turkey. Andy's a northern turkey. I'm just teasing. But that's where these churches were. And Paul was writing to them. And Paul was laboring and in pain. He had been in labor and in pain. He went, did you know he went to three different missionary journeys to these churches? Three different times. The first one you can read about in Acts chapters 13 and 14. He went to Antioch and he preached in the synagogue there. And people in the synagogue at Antioch were pretty receptive. Uh, he told them something really mind-blowing in Acts 13, 39. He said, through Jesus, everyone who believes is freed from all the things which you could not be freed from through the law of Moses. Wow, you mean Jesus can set me free in a way that the law of Moses cannot set me free? And that was mind-blowing. And so the next week, the whole town turned out to hear what Paul had to say. And, and most of them were filled with joy. Some of them were filled with jealousy because Paul said something like this. He said, okay, we're now going to take this good news to the Gentiles. And they're like, you're going to what? Hang on a second here. And then we read that down on in the chapter that a bunch of prominent men and women in the area came and drove Paul out of town. Drove him out. 
And then he went to Iconium where his labor and pain intensified because not only did many people come to the Lord and believe, many people also gathered together and said, what are we going to do about this guy? And they got their rocks together and they planned on stoning him to death. And he found out about it. And so he went on to the area of Laconium and Derby and Lystra. And while he was in this area in Lystra and Derby, his pain continued. It just got increased though because he saw great things happen through the power of God. A lame man was healed and the people were so excited about it that they wanted to treat him and Barnabas like they were gods and Paul had to calm them down. But the Jewish leaders from Antioch and Iconium came down to Derby and Lystra and they whipped together a mob. They whipped together an angry mob and they actually stoned Paul with rocks, right? They stoned him and drug him out of the city and left him there for dead, thinking he was just dead. And the disciples, a group of the disciples, gathered around him and had a prayer. And Paul got up, brushed the rocks and the dust off, and went back in the next day and preached some more. Man. In verse 22 of that chapter, it says that Paul was strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith and telling them the important message this is the important message this is one that he knew through many tribulations we must enter the kingdom of God many tribulations I'm talking about I've been through some tribulations in my time I've never had people that actually threw rocks at me Paul labored my point is he labored for these people to come to faith in Christ. He labored to plant these churches. He labored. He was in pain over them. He actually thought of them as his spiritual children. He felt about them as, as a parent would feel about a child. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 14 and 15, I want to share this with you. Just listen to this. He said, I do not write these things to shame you, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For if you were to have countless tutors in Christ, yet you would not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I became your father. I became your father in the gospel. I'm the one that helped bring you to Christ. I'm your spiritual father. Now I want to go back and remind you of what I said the first lesson that I learned about 23 years ago. About labor and about this kind of pain. Bringing children into this world is worth it. It's worth all the labor. It's worth all the pain. And it carries over into the spiritual realm too. Bringing others to faith in Christ is worth the labor. It's worth the pain. There is, there's nothing in this world as wonderful as being the spiritual father and mother to someone. Bringing, helping bring somebody to Christ. It's the most wonderful thing you can do. It's worth the labor. It's worth the pain. And here's, here's the challenge for us. Who are we laboring over? I'm going to ask you today to, to make three different lists. Um, you, can make, you can put them on a piece of paper. You can put them on a little card. If you're, if you're here, you can... Uh, Find a piece of paper and grab a pencil out of the back. You could put it on your phone. You could put it on your laptop. I don't care. You can get crayons and write it on the wall. No, don't do that. I'm just kidding. But I want you to make three different lists. The first list is this. I want you to make a list of three people who don't know Christ, who are far, far away from God, that as far as you know, that don't know Christ, are not Christ followers. Would you put those on your list? Now, I'm, I'm not asking you to go and to grab them by the collar and to read the four spiritual laws to them or something like that. I'm asking you to pray for them, these three people. Pray for them for 30 days. Okay? And then after you have prayed for them for 30 days, then just invite them to come to church with you. 
If they say, well, I'm just not getting out. I just, I don't want to be around people because of COVID and all that kind of stuff. Say, you know what, fine. Um, we, we just, we have hundreds of people that, that worship online with us. Here, let me, let me tell you how you can worship online. Go to YouTube, go to Facebook Live and you can worship online. And then we'll get together. We'll, I'll talk to you a little bit later and I'll ask you what you thought. Did, did the music speak to you at all? It, it, did did something in the scripture or the liturgy, did, what'd you think about it? So, you know, we, we might not could stand on a street corner and, and preach at cars going by. We might not, probably don't even need to do that. There's a group down there in front of Dollar General that seems to have that covered. But we could all pray for some people. We could all brood over people in prayer until the Holy Spirit brings them to a place where they might consider wanting to follow Jesus. You see, we believe, we Methodists believe in prevenient grace. We believe that God's already at work in their lives. Before anybody ever decides to say yes to Jesus, God's already at work in their lives. All we're doing is praying for them. That's list number one. Okay, so the second lesson I talked to you about learning 23 years ago uh, is that the labor doesn't stop after the child is born and neither does the pain, okay? Paul would testify to that truth because on his second missionary journey to Galatia, which is in southern Turkey, right? Um, We read about this in Acts chapter 16, by the way. He went back to that area and when he went back to that area on his second trip, he met this young man whose, whose mother was Jewish and whose father was Greek. This young man's name was Timothy. And Paul took Timothy under his wings and Timothy started traveling with Paul and they went from church to church. And Paul knew what it was like to be a mentor to somebody in the faith. The labor and the pain doesn't stop once somebody says yes to Christ. It just keeps going it's just a different kind of labor it's a different kind of pain on Paul's third missionary journey it says you can read about in Acts chapter 18 he says he went through the region again and it says he was strengthening all the disciples and my point in all this is you still labor you still labor once someone comes to Christ there's still a lot of work to be done in the life of a believer we still need people who will come and teach these children and and teach the youth we still need people who will do discipleship groups and work at vacation bible school because the labor continues it continues on and that's why galatians 4 19 is so special to me when i think about labor pains paul said i'm again in labor until christ is formed in you because there was problems there in the Galatian church. She's there there were people that were giving false false doctrines to the to the Galatians. They were telling them in addition to faith in Christ, you're going to have to follow all these Jewish rules and regulations in order to be a Jesus follower and Paul was saying, "No, who has bewitched you? Coming this far by faith, now do you think you're going to live by the law? What's wrong?" Come on, y'all, I'm still in labor until Christ is formed in you. So I want to I ask you for a second list now. Your first list is for three people who, who are far away from God that you're going to pray for for 30 days. And then the second list is who do you know that's struggling right now? in their faith? Who do you know uh, that you need to labor over again until things get better for them? Maybe somebody is, is saying, you know, things are so terrible in this world right now. I just don't know. I, I don't know. I'm about to lose my faith. I don't know if I can still believe in a God that is good and a God that is love when I see so much awful things. I saw so many awful things. I'm having a crisis right now. Or maybe somebody is hurting so bad, hurting so bad that they need someone to throw a lifeline to them. So your second list is going to be over people who they've, they've already come to faith in Christ, but they just need a little help right now. They need a lifeline. 
So I want you to pray about those people. I want you to pray about somebody that, that, that maybe needs to a little help in growing in their faith. And you say, well, Pastor Sam, what can I do after I pray for them for 30 days? Well, here's what you can do. You can invite them to come to Bible study with you. Because your third list is going to be this. It's going to be what are you laboring over so that you grow in your faith? The labor doesn't stop. The pain doesn't stop. After you say yes to Jesus, you keep laboring. You keep laboring. So your third list is this. What three things are you going to do in order to grow in your faith? Um, Robert Mulholland is, is uh, one of my favorite teachers and authors. Uh, and his definition for spiritual formation is the best one I ever heard. He said, spiritual formation is the process of being formed in the image of Christ for the sake of others. I want to say that again. It's so important. Spiritual formation, which is making disciples, which is our mission. Spiritual formation is the process of being formed into the image of Christ for the sake of others. So your third list is going to be, what three things are you going to do in order to, to have Christ formed in you? Are you still going to labor? Are you still a work in progress? I am. Are you? So maybe your third list needs to start with, here are some people I'm going to forgive. Because you know what? Unforgiveness can be like a brick wall when you're trying to grow in Christ. I'm telling you from experience, those unresolved hurts that we carry around with us, we've got to deal with them, Okay. If you don't deal with what hurts you, then you'll bleed on the person that didn't even cut you, okay? Um, so, what three things are you going to do? Maybe you think, well, you know, I've always heard people talk about the Emmaus walk. Maybe I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Pastor Sam or somebody that I know has been on the walk about going to an Emmaus walk, which is, just, is, a, is a spiritual retreat at Camp Simitonga. Wonderful thing. I guarantee you, you'll grow in your faith if you do that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to a, a new study. This I'm going to, at least by Advent, I'm going to at least be engaged in one Bible study that's going to help me grow in my faith. That's going to be on my list, right? That's going to be on my list. I want to say again what I said at the beginning. The labor and the pain, it's real, it's there, but it's worth it. Don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Maybe you've been praying for somebody for years. Don't give up. Keep laboring, right? Keep laboring. Don't stop praying. Don't stop coming alongside. Don't stop reaching out. Don't stop sponsoring folks. Don't stop mentoring folks because it's worth it. It's worth it to see someone come to faith in Christ to see somebody that's been struggling in their faith come to a new level of maturity, it's worth it all. It is worth it all. Okay, so three lists. Let's do it. Let's pray. God, I know that um, there are a lot of things that, that stand in our way. Sometimes we just get tired Sometimes we just want to give up. Help us to remember, though, Lord, and be thankful for the people who labored and prayed over us, who came alongside and mentored us. Help us, Lord, to remember it's worth it all. It's worth it all. And, Lord, have your own way in our hearts and lives today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have Thine Own Way is going to be our closing hymn today. It is hymn number 382. And will you stand together with me as we sing? 382.
Now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit go with us all now and forever. Amen.